Good morning, my little anklets from a very rainy, windy, blustery and rather cold London. Yes, the sun only came up at eight o'clock and it is now know, something like quarter past, something like that. It was, it, was, it was dark. I actually thought the world had ended or something like it. Yes, very cold. I'm certainly worried about what I'm wearing today. Um, I'm only going to just a, a, a couple of jobs. I'm going back to the Chelsea house um, just to meet up with the joiner. The client's going to let us in because I have given up my key so I can no longer just waltz into the house whenever I feel like it. And then I need to go and open the doors. I have some smoke alarms and heat alarms being exchanged in a communal part um, where an apartment where I look after is. So if that makes any sense, that's not very good English, but you know what I mean. So that's where I'm going today, but it's very rainy, it's cold, and so because of this, I've basically put on my shiny black, um, I suppose, black patent jacket. The problem is I've got my my sort of black vinyl trousers on, so if I'm not careful, I sort of look a little bit like I'm channeling Batman, which is really not what I had in mind for Monday morning. But I guess things could be worse. It could be Superman, I could be in red and blue. Anyway, it's very rainy here. It's not very nice. I'd rather be at home. But I'm going to do that this afternoon. Those are today's plans. I have an appointment, if you like, a date to go to the cinema this Thursday. Not a real date. Everybody would pass out if I had a real date. Um, I have a, a date to go with a friend to see um, the new Churchill film. Uh, what is it, Darkest Hour, or whatever it's called, on Thursday. I should give you a report of that. I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. The trailer looks amazing. It's been a long time coming. Every time I go to the cinema, which isn't often, they were playing that trailer. So I'm glad we get to go and see it. Oh, right, Starbucks it is. I'm glad it's warmer in here. Hey, how are you? Hey, good morning. My usual, please. That's how sad it gets, isn't it, really? Oh, not very many people in here. A couple of people on their phones. Um, people tidying up. Yeah, quite quiet, actually. I'm cool. How are you? I'm going to attempt to find my purse. It's in here somewhere. <laughs> this is the problem with these bags. They do you know? I don't. I don't. Well, that's as it is. I know. I'm. I'm trying to, sort of like freak everybody else out. Is it the rain, or is she actually wearing a jacket this shiny? And I am actually wearing a jacket this shiny. Look, what's, stop, could you put all this stuff out of my way? What is it? Toffee nut flavour syrup. Rather you than me. Where was I? Right. Hang on. Here we are. Thank you, my darling. How are you? Good weekend. Thank you. Yes, relaxing. Didn't do anything apart from working, the usual. Oh, 4.20 left. Marvellous. What am I doing with that? Pick a card. And... I don't... <laughs> Rich, I'll go on holiday. Head to Ibiza, probably. Yeah, yeah, I know. 4.20. Have it. Yeah, that's it. Have a sip and dream. That's all that I'm capable of. Thank you, my darlings. Adios. Right. 
that's how fast I'm in and out of Starbucks these days. It's quite funny, really. I quite, quite like it, though. Actually, just having my drink practically ready for me. None of this queuing malarkey. Noisy here in West London. Buses, buses. There's a lot of rucksacks going on. Carry a smart bag to work. The reason why we were talking about my smart my my bag and not being able to find anything in it is it's one of those shopper bags. Ladies will know what I'm talking about, which basically means that I can throw lots of things in it: tools, file effects, documents, everything, fabrics, everything goes in. The issue, of course, with that is you can't find anything because it's just one mess. You sort of have to rummage, a bit like a Mary Poppins bag. Chim 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 right, the tube beckons. Okay, first job of the day done. Opened up for the electricians and the fire guy who's putting up the new heat alarms, which is all good. Can't seem to find my meter for my meter readings. See, so he's going to find it for me. It's very funny actually. He had his uh, telephone ring. His ringtone on his phone was an old trance track which I'd not heard in years. And he said, "I like this one, Grease 2000." Hilarious. And I was like, "Yes, it is. I like it too." He was probably my age. So that's why he liked it. Now I'm making my way through the rain. The rain has picked up a lot. Very busy over here in Earl's Court. Just off to the Chelsea job, meeting up with the infamous joiner. And with the client, hopefully maybe she's decided on curtain fabric, you never know. We live in hope. This weather is absolutely atrocious. It's not nice at all. I'm going to walk down the back streets. Chelsea. It's a lot nicer than next to a busy road, however beautiful the architecture is. It's actually really cold here. I don't think I'm nearly warm enough. The very day when I should be dressed in cashmere and I'm sort of in cotton in my Batman costume. Oh my god. It's a grown woman on a scooter. You know my thoughts on those. She's going at quite a great rate. This one of those strange scooters. Those ones where you kneel. So you've got one knee on some kind of knee pad. And then you've got the other one which is scootering along on the ground. Really odd. And she's just got off. Yes, yeah, she's a completely able-bodied person. What's going on here? Belinda Karani, what a great sport you are. You're such a good-natured person. Paul O'Mani called you Lucinda. Listen, Paul, not only does he call people the wrong name, but he often calls the wrong radio station. And that's where that GD answering service originated from. It was in response to Paul calling me and talking to somebody else. I mean, it wasn't that he just got the wrong name, because clearly he just got your wrong name this morning, because Lucinda is a little bit like Belinda. I do prefer Belinda. I don't mind Lucy Lou. That's kind of cute, Lucy Lou. 
Yes, but he was constantly calling into me and not meaning to. So I created that duty answering service just for him. Now he knows my name. Now he knows who I am. I don't think he'd ever call into me by mistake or get the wrong name now because he stalks me. And it's just lovely to have a stalker like Mr. Paul because he's quite delightful and quite funny, isn't he now? More on the topless stuff to come. <laughs> oh, Georgie dearest. Well, yes. Oh, sorry. It's, uh, it's Lucinda here. It's quite nice being called Lucinda. Did I tell you this? My, um, my friend, my best friend, Polly, since I was 11, she's not my oldest friend, but she's my best friend, um, she had, we had Cabbage Patch Kids. Remember those? We had Cabbage Patch Kids, and she had one called Lucinda. So, when I am referred to as Lucinda, I, I like to think of myself as a Cabbage Patch Kid. Funny when I think about it now. I don't know why she chose the name Lucinda. Then she got a bald Cabbage Patch Kid, and she called it Grant, which I thought was quite funny. What a weird name, Grant. I had two Cabbage Patch Kids myself. I can't believe I'm telling you this. Um, one of them was Blonde, and her name was Felicity. I named to myself. And then I got another one. It's like having children, isn't it? And then I had another one and I called her Rebecca. I still have them, which is shocking. Yeah, I know, and they're not out or anything. They don't come out, you know, clubbing with me or anything. They, um, they're sitting up in the loft with the rest of my sort of soft toys, the ones that I wanted to keep. Part of my childhood, but that's the story of Lucinda. Funny, isn't it, really? But uh, yes, moving on. Paul. Paul is delightful. Paul does poetry. Um, but yes, I suppose we all do strange call-ins to people when we don't mean to be calling them. Don't we? <laughs> Good morning, my anchorlets. Speaking live from the Chelsea house. So, I've uh, been in with the client who is lovely, so we've had a good talk about this, that and the other. Um, we have a drainage problem, a new problem, it's very exciting. Uh, this is the outside, the back garden. The rain has come down, the drains, or rather the guttering right at the top of the house, uh, with the drainage pipe coming all the way down, I, we think is a little bit blocked. Um, which is perhaps not necessarily surprising. We didn't notice this over summer when it was nice and sunny. Uh, we think it's blocked. It's uh, causing an awful lot of water to fall down in the back garden, which would be fine, but uh, we think one of the drains is blocked nearer the house. So we are now um, creating a swimming pool, which was lovely, lovely to see first thing in the morning. So I have the drainage people coming out tomorrow morning to deal with that. I will also have Anita, my curtain lady on site, doing the last of the measuring up. So I'm back here tomorrow. And we have the next issue, which is just a, an issue with the joinery and the sensor, which is actually in the wardrobes. What is the general, what is the general thoughts on this type of thing? If you want to open your wardrobe doors, do you want the light to come on immediately? How long do you want it to stay on? Um, should it come on by a sensor or should it come on when you open the doors and then go off immediately you shut the doors. Answers on a postcard, please. Right, all done at the Chelsea house. That's all sorted. Now I'm off to the next job, which is basically to see the electrician man and the fire man, sort of. He's doing all the heat alarms and smoke alarms at a property, so I'm going to go and see him, make sure he's 
all sorted, collect my keys and head back home for some delightful paperwork. Blustery still here in London. The rain has stopped for a millisecond. Lots of people walking around with umbrellas, as you can imagine. People avoiding the puddles like, a, like the plague so they don't get splashed. I cannot believe that. I have just been splashed. But thankfully I was wearing my Batman, my Batman leggings. This is quite good. I should wear Batman leggings more often. I'll tell you what I could have done. I could have done with my wellies. Then I could have gone out to the garden and unblocked the drain myself. Raining tomorrow, I'm going to wear my wellies. I'm actually going to do that. I think it's a very good idea. One of the funny things when you walk around London, I've got a bit of a fixation which I've spoken about before, about front doors. Um, front door furniture, sort of like knockers and letterboxes, things like that, which I find fascinating. The choice of colour, what people use, and obviously style comes in to its own here. See that? Oh my God, there's another, there's another Christmas wreath still on the door. That's two I've seen. It's interesting. Do they not know? It's unlucky if you believe that type of thing. Anyway, where was I? Most of the doors uh, that I'm go past around in this particular area of Chelsea are dark, as you can kind of imagine. It's a bit of a problem with uh, black doors. They do collect all the pollution, which is dark, but there's an awful lot of dust. So you can see every little bit on it. You've got to keep doors clean, scrupulously clean. There's a bright pink sugary door across the road. It's quite a nice combination with the uh, polished brass. Polished brass is that gold, the shiny gold that you see. Another thing that uh, you see around in certain places are awnings. Now, the awnings on shops, I mean. These are the, the awnings are the um, pieces of fabric, sometimes striped, which sit over doors. They were very much um, a Victorian addition, and some places have actually kept them. And they do look extremely smart. I'm amazed that um, so many s smart stores don't put them on. I do like an awning. If I had a shop, obviously it would have to be an interior shop, wouldn't it really? If I had an interior shop, I would definitely have a striped awning outside. Useful for huddling under when it's rainy, of course, but apart from that, I think it looks very smart. It's a nice addition. Good branding, I think. But of course, it is an added expense, um, not just to get, but to maintain. That's the other thing about them, but they do look very pretty. One of the interesting things that came out of the meeting that I just had with the lovely uh, Chelsea House client is the amount of damp, really, that is pervading the house. It's obviously extremely old, and the extension, such as it is at the back, is very old. And phase two of this development for this particular client is the, the part at the back where they do want to do a new extension but it's really for maybe not this year, 
but next year, which means we've got plenty of time for planning of what they want. And I've had uh, various different discussions, really, with both him and her of the partnership of what they actually want in that space. By the sounds of it, according to the wife, I think the, the husband wants a sort of a completely open back, if you can sort of imagine sort of bifold doors uh, glazing to the garden and then obviously a, a large table living area down in that basement. Um, all very nice, but it means that he would have to relinquish uh, what remains of the study. You have to knock a wall down. It's possible. Um, as far as I know, it's not structural. Might have to put something in, possibly, if the uh, structural engineer really wants us to put in a box steel frame, which is doable. A little bit costly, but it can be done. But actually, it would actually mean if he does want to keep a desk down there, when the children are having supper and whatever they're doing, and there's no TV down there, but it means that his study area would be where the children are. I don't know how many of you do some homeworking, but I think we'll all agree working at a desk with no door to shut the children out could be hazardous. So I've said I want you to have a discussion with your husband about that. Because if necessary, we can put a desk upstairs, but then that means you need to keep it scrupulously clean. Because that will just turn messy really quickly and ruin your new drawing room aesthetic. So I've left that with her. She also knows that this is a going to be a bit of a hot topic of contention, I think. We shall see. Other things that have come up, uh, they're, get, they're pushing on with the front garden plans, which is marvellous, because I need to put in a cover and I need to put in my air conditioning unit. So I need to know what those plans are. I know what the dimensions are. I just need to make sure whatever plans they see fit have to accommodate the air conditioning cover. Because the drainage is so bad out the back and the guttering, particularly at the back and probably at the front, um, I think they may well bring forward their plans to paint both the front and the back of the house, which means scaffolding. It's a good idea, folks, when you are doing putting up scaffolding, do everything at the same time. Do those windows, paint all those windows inside and out. They have new windows, so they don't have to worry about the inside. But the outside, all the sills, all the lintels, get that guttering replaced, repaired, and then paint the outside. But I think we're going to need a few chemical injections to deal with the damp. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it about. You can just see it. It's where that sort of the paint almost falls away and becomes powdery. Not good. It's only in certain places, and I'm glad it's. We can see it now. Obviously, we would never have seen it in the heat of the summer months but it's there one to be repaired I think just arrived in the other properties I'm just waiting for the fire guy to put my bits and bobs on the ceiling this is a communal problem so imagine a rather large tall sort of mansion block and in it has lots of different apartments and I'm going to be refurbing the two basement apartments, knocking them into one, if ever this job happens. It might even happen this year. It'll be so exciting if it does. Um, I've actually did a walk around to this. It's actually on my YouTube channel, if anybody wants to have a look at it. Um, see if I can find you a link, but you'll find it on there anyway. But the building needs to have its own fire regulations and alarms and all those sorts of things. 
and electrician because they're wired into the, main, into the mains. Both an electrician and a fire guy has to be on site to do it. So they've come today to do that, but it means they have to put something in each different flat. Um, even though my two flats are being merged into one, they need to, until that's done, they need to have two separate systems put into them, two separate heat and smoke alarms. So that's what he's doing today. So I'm here just to open up, make sure everything is going according to plan. It's quite eerie around here, actually. I feel like I've lived in this place. You have to sort of uh, imagine this sort of derelict sort of, I can't even describe it really. It's, there aren't, there's no windows apart from two little skylights which go up to the pavement above. So imagine some of the, some of this particular flat actually stretches underneath the pavement into the road above. Um, it'll be amazing when it's all done. We need to dig down all of this old flooring which is coming apart. There's damp everywhere. Everywhere's damp today. Um, there's damp on the walls sort of creeping up. No one lives here. No one's lived here for a good two or three years now. So it's particularly bad, very musty, very cold. Um, but we've got light, we have electricity, we have running water, would you believe it? Um, and various other different things. The kitchen is in remarkably good nick. You could, you could use it, and it's got you know, running water and the oven works. In fact, the washing machine works, which is shocking. Other than that, we've got a desk, a couple of futons, um, a filing cabinet, an IKEA set of drawers. Most people will know these drawers. Um, they're called Malm, M or Malm, M-A-L-M from Ikea. There's a tall set of those. Lots of desks and chairs. In the other flat, there's even a bed and a duvet. You could actually move into this place and really do it up. don't think squatters would like it. Actually, they might do. It's, it's a bit too damp. It's not nice. No heating. Uh, there literally is no heating here. There's no underfloor heating and there's no radiators. That's why it's so cold probably why they've got damp problems. We're going to gut it, damp proof it, tank it and make something rather lovely. It'd be a nice place to live actually. You need lots of light. You have to do something interesting. Yes. A great project. It's going to cost a pretty penny but the return on the investment for the clients will be pretty substantial I would think and it's a great area. It's near Earl's Court, which is rather sort of West London, West Central London, nice part of town. Up the road from Kensington, Knightsbridge, Holland Park, all the nice areas. It's quite cosmopolitan as well, um, and it's got tube services and buses everywhere. I would live here. And it's got, um, once I move these two flats into two, it will have a nice little outside area as well, which is great, which is the whole reason, I think, in some ways, of putting the two flats together. Great asset. You just have to worry about upstairs. Shouldn't be too much of a problem. So that's it. That's where I am for the moment. Let's go and chivy the man along. Good afternoon, my little anklets. It is now 20 past four here in good old London town. The... It's got, well, the sun has gone. It came out briefly for about 20 seconds and then went in. It's now, I would say it's dark. I think we've got another 15 or 20 minutes for that, but the clouds rocked up um, almost as if it's going to have a storm. 
so it's very dark. I have come back to my desk. I've just done um, a couple of little bits of video editing, just prepping for the next two videos to be released. And I think I'm going to be looking at some other work tonight. I'm not quite sure which bit I'm going to do because um, I did plan on being at my desk for tomorrow, but because I have the drainage issue going on um, at the Chelsea job tomorrow morning, I'm going to be out again. So I think it's going to be a bit of an interesting week um, fitting everything in. So I think it's time to think about dinner or a late lunch and get some other chores done as well whilst I've got a moment at home. Good evening my little anklets. It's now 9.30 here in London. All is dark, all is quiet. I have finished my first proper go on my new software which is some home designer software for my new project that I've got coming up. Um, it's quite interesting. It's actually quite exciting, but it's quite difficult. And I just have to keep telling myself that practice makes perfect and I just need to persevere and I'll be soon a whiz on that, just like I am on some of my other software packages that I have, notably my video editing software. So that's what I've been doing this evening. I've had dinner. I'm now going to relax. I've got to be up early tomorrow to look at some drains. How exciting is that? Do come with me. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Hope you're all having a marvellous evening. Let's go and see what else is going on the airwaves. I think it's a funny thing with podcasts, isn't it? I mean, books. I think everyone's been saying for... Or everyone generally tends to say, don't they? I've got a book in me. I wish I'd write a book. Um, I did mine just because I it was a good thing to do business-wise, but I wanted to see if I could do it. Um, but I remember someone saying to me they thought it was about legacy. If, if people want to write novels, they want to leave something behind for someone to read at some point, which I thought possibly could be true. I didn't know that it's the same with podcasts. I think it's more... I think people do podcasts for business reasons, um, whereas I find Anchor a little bit different. I think it's far more social than that. It just so happens you can turn it into a podcast if that's your thing. It depends, doesn't it, really? I think you need to, I think this is much better being used as a radio show. I don't know about anybody else, but that's how I almost kind of see it. It's a show. It's more of a, I suppose it's like a performance, really. I don't know. Mm. Food for thought, but thank you for that, Paul. That's actually quite interesting. I hadn't really thought about whether people actually want to have podcasts or not. Maybe there's, I think there's lots of people on here that perhaps record, but don't turn things into episodes, don't archive, don't do anything. Maybe that's just the way it should be. Transient people, transient voices in this world. Good evening, my little anklets. Now, quarter to 11 here in London town. I think it's about time I went to bed, to be perfectly honest. I've had a very nice evening going through everybody's stations. It's been fascinating to see who's been doing what. Um, it's been great just catching up, seeing who's been where, what you've all been doing, who's commenting, who's doing what. Particularly enjoyed um, listening to some of the music that's been going. I've had a bit of a combination um, of country music and trance, which is very odd indeed. Um, but lots of really interesting topics of conversation going on out there in the Anchorverse. I've just made that up. Have a very good evening and I will see you all tomorrow.